0: Winding our way through Woodstock, we've gone through Shauna Um, and then uh, what happens after Shanana is the Kundalini yoga guy. Okay, so then there's a barking dog, a barking dog, which brings us to Joe Cocker, which is a beautiful transition. Um, I think I really became aware of Joe Cocker through the Belushi impression, right. Right? impersonation. Okay, here's right. a question. I'm in my 50s. Are both of those things correct? You can say he's doing an impression, he's doing an impersonation, or is one of them the right thing to say?
1: They are both acceptable. Interesting. Just as you can say a skit or a sketch that John Belushi was in on Saturday Night Live. I will say, as a child, up until I was 15 years old, I thought Joe Cocker had cerebral palsy. Sure, I still do. Uh, And that's why I thought it was like... People were freaking out when John Belushi would come out and do him next to him because it was like so mean and shocking, right? But no, and then when I was 15, I mentioned that. And my friend John Carter goes, He doesn't have cerebral pals, you idiot. He just sings
0: like he has cerebral pals. <laughs> yeah, it's a very important distinction.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's very handsome here. Uh, I guess for Joe Cocker, yeah. but I, but the one thing I will say about Joe Cocker here at Woodstock. What we're seeing right now, Joe Cocker's wearing a fucking tie dye shirt, but it's tucked in, which I think is maybe the only time I've ever seen anybody wear one of these fucking (laughs) tie dye shirts tucked in. He's got this, this like impressively wide black belt and these pants that like you know. They were they. They look like they've been sweated on. Like just I think you put them you put them <laughs> on and they're like pre sweated. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I watch Joe Cocker and all I can think about, other than the Belushi and the whatever and what's he doing, and how stupid is that he's playing air guitar this whole time, is how bad do you think Joe Cocker must reek? I mean, he <laughs> with the tucked in shirt and the pre sweated yeah. pants and look, look at how greasy and sweaty his head is do you know what his <laughs> band just, was called
2: this band is the grease Bad band
0: dogs in english
2: well they're the grease band what? oh the grease, oh, the grease yeah.
1: band that's right the grease band that's right shit
2: so you're right on ben yeah.
0: yeah he i would not want to be within 50 feet of him after the any at any time during this set or afterwards or before but what 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 else can you guys tell me about? And also, he reminds me not so much in this, but in later, he reminds me of John C. Riley. I think John C. Riley could do oh, yeah. a good. Sure. But right. even more than John C. Riley, John C. Riley doing his Doctor Steve Brule character, I think is, is like <laughs> very close to Joe Cocker. I
1: uh, will say, I did see Joe Cocker in concert. You did uh, momentarily. Uh, yeah, my friend Aaron Lee from uh, Crackpot Cinema Podcast was uh, one of the writers on the Stuntman Awards. And uh, Joe Cocker played the After Party, which was on the Universal uh, lot, but, or the Paramount lot. So it was on the street where Seinfeld, uh, you know, when they go outside on Seinfeld, that was there. So.
0: But you only saw him momentarily. He was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was like walking around
2: getting free sliders and stuff. Yeah,
0: I went to a couple of times. He was in this. the background, I was, yeah. I just saw him a couple of times. Saw him you must pier. have been on a, on a bill with him once or twice, Mike.
2: No, I saw him at the pier, though. And I think I saw him at the Beacon. I love. I mean, I love him.
0: And I, he, he put out some. He real only schlock, he but. only does cover songs. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. But he had he had a couple of hits that was like he didn't write the songs, but they were like he had that duet with that woman. What was that song? Love lift me up or yeah? Is that oh, Where that's from Officer of the with Jennifer Warnes. But yeah. that's the first version of that song, right? I believe so. I would
1: think so. Isn't that like, uh, you know, what's it, Burt Bacharach's wife? Uh, can't think of her name. The well, one that writes all those songs. Oh. But he had, you know, Feeling All Right. He had uh, you know, a lot of hits.
0: Right. but we're, but But were some or a decent chunk of them songs that he was the first person to sing them?
2: I think his whole thing was just like hugely different versions of big songs. Interpretation. Yeah. yeah
0: and his interp- his style you would call what english like white blue-eyed soul what what is yeah, what is he doing
2: i would say i mean i think of him uh, you know mostly with like leon russell in that period right. and i guess that's blue-eyed soul same kind of
1: right? i think of it kind of it's like acid blues or something
2: i mean yeah it's hard it's not like steve winwood blue-eyed soul but it's uh right I don't know I don't know what you call do you have a Joe do you have a Joe
0: Cocker cup
2: (laughs) yeah I still have my button my Dr. Pepper button from the Pierre
0: Joe Cocker show wow somewhere
2: here's my uh, my Leon Russell
1: cup oh your Leon Uh Russell
0: cup yeah so was but has Joe Cocker did Joe Cocker ever talk about his stage persona and was this something that the first time he hit the stage he was already doing this I don't know, but look at that guy on the left. Oh, that's a nice rug on his chest.
2: Uh, I never... I mean, as much as I like Joe Cocker, I can't say I'm like a giant fan, so I never read anything about him, really.
0: I never thought to look it up. You're a very casual music fan, Mike. About certain Uh, stuff like this, yeah. I thought you delved deeper into these things. All right, I understand. Uh, So after Joe Cocker, uh, the rain comes... Uh, Right. We
1: want to stop that rain.
0: Yeah. And this is when the movie really starts feeling like we're watching it in real time. Yeah. Um, This director's cut, which, as we've mentioned many times, is three hours and 45 minutes. It sort of puts us into, like, Frederick Weissman documentary territory in its length. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, okay, that's my second sort of film nerd joke of the night. Um, I laughed. That was a genuine laugh. Thank you. I appreciate when you do that. So... After a whole long uh, rainy... Oh, oh, look at these guys. Got some tight buns on these hippies.
1: Damn, really?
0: This they is
2: got
1: a... gorgeous asses. The
2: faces is awesome. They look like, yeah. a, like a Norwegian metal band or something.
0: Yeah, they do, yeah. I think they're the, 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 uh, they're the prototype... They look like frigid pink. They look like the handsome brothers from uh, Slapshot.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, they do.
0: <laughs> the hippie version of them. <laughs> So after all this bullshit with the rain uh we have oh I'm going to pause on this. Is this on the is it's this in the Mr. Hobbs. Skin archives? Do do you do documentaries? Uh, we couldn't in Mr. find Skin? her
1: name. No, we have to we have to identify them by name on Mr. Skin.
0: That's why we don't have the shower
1: scenes from Stripes in uh, Mr. Skin. Why? You that, that there's no listing of cast in there? No. Nah, not in that scene. No. And we could not identify them. Like, for years, it's been a struggle.
0: Did you ever try to, like, reach out to the filmmakers to see if anyone on the... Uh,
1: I have not, but people have, I'm sure, yeah.
0: Um, so, all right, partying's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get to uh, Country Joe. Okay. Now, I'd like to talk about Country Joe. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: so, so Country Joe to me is... So, so growing up, you know, in the, the early 70s... This to me is what hippies were like. Yeah, they were fucking scary. They seemed menacing, angry, like prepared to do violence. On my, my that same grandmother with the Shana Na story on her her block on East Nineteenth Street off Avenue H, there was a Victorian house that was just a, a hippie commune lived there, and they were all like Country Joe and Country Jones, and they were all like terrifying.
2: Wait, what yeah. does that have to do with Country Joe? They look like oh, Country they just Joe. looked like him. Okay,
1: they look like his whole vibe, his whole energy, his whole like he's wild man eyes. Yeah.
0: yeah, this guy. A little, I'm going to get to Country Joe visually in a second, but I just I, just, I don't want to skip past this guy. He was another. I think he's famous in some way. He's another promoter. Is that Chip that's,
2: Monk? I think that's the. Is that Cornfeld? Uh, whatever his name was. It's one of the partners in Woodstock.
0: I don't know, but he reminds me so much of the of James Woods' uh, tech partner in Videodrome, the guy who ends up <laughs> uh-huh. like sticking the cassette into James
2: Woods' uh, tummy. Michael Lang reminds me of somebody too. that I, I've been trying to get through this whole thing, and I can't place it. Might be a, a little bit like Jim from The Office. I'm thinking it's like a woman, like an '80s woman with big curly
0: hair, like uh Uh, I can't place it Here's Country Joe And he's got Now by the way He's wearing like Woodstock merch Yeah yeah, (laughs) I noticed that
2: That's the crew jacket
0: Basically Oh That's super cool Like I don't see anybody else Wearing that this whole movie
2: That would be a cool Collectible to have
0: So here's a sidebar Woodstock The cartoon character Is that Is that Uh, pre-date Or post-date Woodstock No it's a tribute To the Woodstock music It is Okay Yes now this motherfucker, Arlo Guthrie, gross. I, uh, as uh, uh, yeah, this Mister Customs man song, which I guess is called "Coming into Los Angeles." Yeah. So I've have, have got a poll for you two. As far as famous yes. famous sons of famous folk icons, is he more or less of a no talent than Jacob Dylan?
1: Uh, those those are pretty serviceable rock radio songs. The Jacob Dylan songs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Jacob Dylan. Is the is the more talented of these two, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I so. I remember too. like uh, the boss singing One Headlight with uh, Jacob Dylan on uh, MTV Awards, and yeah. it, was, it was quite good, yeah. I'd rather enjoyed it,
0: yeah. But on the other hand, you know, Jacob Dylan's got those like two or three songs from that album, which I think are all good. I, yeah. I, I hate to admit that, but it's true. The One Headlight. Yeah. And the, what is it, the three Marlenas? Sixth Avenue, heartbreak, Sixth day, heartache. And the, yeah. how many Marlenas are there? There's some Marlena song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, but, uh, but those three. But I don't think he's ever done anything else that's any good.
1: No, but I know. Mean, who the hell would ever, like, hear the rest of the album? Like, don't go by have you I ever heard
2: an Arnold Guthrie thing that you were like, that was great? Ever?
0: Well, Alice's Restaurant, that song was like a fucking okay. b- 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 pillar of my childhood. Something Me that
2: too, but it's horrible. Same here, yeah. It's unlistenable. It is horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it, right. All the stuff in between that actual chorus, that song is like 20 minutes long, right? Yeah. And it's more well, it's like, like 25. It's like they'd man. only it's just, play it on Thanksgiving on WNW. Thanksgiving. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's mostly just spoken word, right?
1: yeah Yeah. Him telling the story with Officer Obi and, oof, yeah. oof, oof. and that
2: the, the
0: film
1: the
2: or whatever.
0: Have you seen the? Yeah, I was gonna say Mike oh, McPadden. Have you seen the movie?
1: I've not, and that was one oh, that dude. we offered uh, to our other guests for Thanksgiving. Who, oh yeah, uh, yeah. He opted to not watch that. I was looking forward to it. So, yeah. Uh. No, no, Arnold Groth. He grosses me out, man. That's why I never saw the movie. But I should see it.
0: Well, he's. I mean, who is the modern day equivalent of somebody who sings for a living but in no way should be? And I'm thinking he's kinda like like I think like Connor Oberst is to me, is like the present-day <laughs> Arlo Guthrie. There's a guy who just does not have a voice that should be. But in it's front gotta of the be microphone. the kid of someone
2: fan. I mean, the whole thing about Arlo Guthrie is his dad.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to right. put that aside. That okay. aside, he's still a talentless no no talent. But people love this fucking Arlo Guthrie. He's got like a rabid following. Yeah. And and as gross as he is in Woodstock as a young hippie, he's a million times more gross <laughs> as like a 60-something-year-old. Oh, with the long yeah. like, white hair and yeah, stuff? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, he does seem
0: kind of charming.
1: I gotta say, if you, you know, if you get past the grossness, I could see why people would like him and his personality.
0: So, so far, and we're uh, an hour and 43 minutes into the movie, my favorite song so far, I want to say is probably Joe Hill (laughs) Um, but but uh, but it's about to be usurped by Crosby, Stills and Nash Um, because I gotta say I don't give a shit about Crosby, Stills and Nash I don't think for the most part but this sweet Judy Blow Eyes I just think is fantastic yeah and is it true that this as they say that this was their only their second gig as a trio
2: yeah they well and sometimes uh, Crosby has said it's their first because there's because their first gig might have been, like, something private or super small.
1: Was oh, it so this, uh, Mama Cass's house. Is that right? Yeah, she asked them to sing. She put them together, and they sang some song, and then she had them do it four times in a row.
2: Oh, wow. The thing uh, that I just learned today, which I've always kind of wondered about and never bothered to look up, unlike mm-hmm. Joe Cocker's cerebral palsy, is that... Uh, <laughs> They're always billed as Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young at the Woodstock Festival. but Oh, they are? Neil, right. Yeah, yeah, Neil Young's not it's in It's on the this. record. Neil yeah. Young is there, but he refused to be
0: filmed. So he, he's just off camera. What? But was this a... So when they were traveling around as a four-piece... Sometimes Neil Young wouldn't actually be on stage with them, or he just specifically wasn't on stage with them for this song because he knew they were going to be filming
2: it. I, he might even be off to the side, maybe just yeah. playing a guitar or something. I don't know you can't oh. they would also
1: they would break into little like like uh, Crosby and Nash had a whole thing, and then uh, Stills and Young would do songs oh. together, so Now Neil Young I've seen
2: like 10 times yeah I've seen him a bunch. I've never seen Neil Young. I've seen Crosby, Stills, and Nash a
0: bunch. I've seen I Crosby, Stills, and Nash once or twice, I think, at big festivals. Doing,
2: stuff. I saw them headline the Meadowlands Arena and sell it out like in the eighties. Like they they wow. they stayed big for so long. Oh yeah.
0: But did they stay? Uh, were they able to keep those harmonies up in the eighties? I remember yeah. seeing them and thinking like, "Ooh, boy." Maybe was it Live Aid? I was like, "Ooh, they can't do it anymore."
2: I, you know, I went because and, Andy loved them when she was a teenager and she'd never seen them live. So we actually went to see them like five years ago at the Beacon. Yeah. Uh, and they were okay. Like it wasn't disastrous. I was ready for a r- true train wreck as far as harmonies, but they were okay.
0: I think my, I mean, I, I think may, maybe this is my favorite Cards of Stills Nash song. But but me but but if I'm really truthful, it's probably that Our House thing. The, the I love
2: and, that song. Yeah. Helplessly Hoping and, is great too. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes.
0: The, the, whatever album Our House on is the only Crosby, Stills, Nash album I think oh, I that's, ever. Read. That's CSNY. Oh, is that's, it?
1: Um, that's the big album. Like in Deja the, vu. The brown cover.
0: Deja vu. So I know that I knew I knew the answer to this question in younger days, but I don't now. So here I'm asking it. Uh, Graham Nash, I know, was in the Hollies. Right. What were the other two guys doing before this? Buffalo Springfield. Both of them. And Crosby was in The Birds. But both of them were in Buffalo Springfield. No, uh, Young and Stills. Oh, Young and Buffalo Stills were in... Bu- and, 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 and David yeah, and Crosby, Crosby was in The, the Birds. Birds. Yeah. So, The only yes. other
2: trivia I can offer, you know this song is about uh, Judy Collins.
1: Oh. Who was in relationships with, with both Nash and Miles. Stills.
2: No, that's all I know about them.
1: Our House is about... Okay, so...
2: all right, with uh,
1: Sweet Judy Blue Eyes is still song about uh, Judy Collins. And then Our House is Nash's song about Judy
2: oh, Collins. I thought Our House was about Joni Mitchell.
1: That's right. It was Johnny, Johnny Mitchell. I just got it all fucked up. I fucked that up. beyond belief. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm going to ask you... A, Cut that part out. I'm going to ask you guys a general question. You can interpret right. it however you want. Just answer the question with whatever you think i'm asking you. Yeah. <laughs> Judy Collins or Joan Baez? Wow. Uh, you don't as have far to tell as me, as far as You what? don't have to t- Right, you don't no, I'm no, not no, going to tell no, no, you No, context,
1: no context. No context right.
0: and you don't have to tell me what how you're interpreting the question. I go right to Judy Collins for <laughs> I some I take reason, Judy Collins. I don't so. know why. Yeah. I'm, I think i'm going with Joan Baez. I don't know why. All right. I'm
2: just realizing <laughs> how much Alvin <laughs> Lee looks like Caitlyn Jenner.
0: <laughs> so you guys were telling me about uh, 10 years after earlier but, but yeah. and, you, and I was asking like whatever happened to Alvin Lee whatever happened to like what, what, what is he dead
2: <laughs> I think he died a couple of years
0: ago yeah I think you're right yeah. Yeah, I think it was not that long ago Yeah. yeah. but up until then were they uh, an active band was he touring Like he was touring or I read, I read articles about ever?
2: that guitar that like he still had it, but it, it he had to insure it for like a million dollars to take it on the road and he couldn't play it live anymore. It was just too valuable. And uh, so you know, there were other 335s. But but yeah, the, he toured until the end, I think.
0: So t- so let me ask you this, because to my ears, although we're not listening to it right now, but I'll turn it up. It, I, I want to ask you this, and maybe Mike Lustig, you're more... Attuned to this, is he considered like a great guitar player? Because to my rhythm guitar worshipping ears, this lead guitar work that he does in this song sounds to me like as good as like I don't know anything like eruption or anything. But because I don't I don't get any of that stuff. And what's good about those sort of like off the rails like guitar pyrotechnic things? But what is he? How is he considered in the pantheon?
2: I don't know. Uh he's I mean he's of course he's legendary mostly for this. Uh he's super fast, which always gets people's respect and stuff. But um he's just not that well known outside, no. outside of guitar people.
0: Right. And why do you think that is? Cuz he didn't have the songs, he didn't have the charisma. Yeah, the songs
2: and I don't think his playing I, like to me his playing is uh He's really good when he slows down. It can be tasteful and melodic, but when he goes when he's fast, it's not like it's kind of stupid riffs. Like to me, I'm just not that interested in him. The like the slower parts of this solo he does, which is great, but the best parts of it are the slow things.
0: Yeah, who's Um, who's a guitar god whose best parts are the fast things?
2: Well, like Van Halen, probably. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a fan of him, really. But
0: yeah, I'm asking a fan. Who are you a fan of? Who who, who do you think their their fast stuff is the interesting stuff?
2: Not many. I don't like a lot of fast,
0: oh, okay. super fast guitar players.
1: I love Van Halen. Just to chime in here. Yeah, what do you think? about But it? and I gotta say, the opening of this, it just to me, it just it kind of just reaches in and grabs me by the spine and shakes me up, and that's. Uh, a lot of that great guitar wizard stuff is that's
0: how it works on me. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Also, their drummer has this John Waters mustache, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so, after 10 years after is uh, Interfucking Mission. Do we does anybody want to take an intermission right now? I think we should plow through. Yeah, a okay. Sir. Yeah. All right, 10 years after 10. Na- 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 na. Oh, so we come back and we land on Jefferson Airplane. And I'm happy right. for you guys to talk as much as you want about Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> I'll just say two things. First of all, I don't understand why we get like a, we get the opening of their set. Like, just a little bit? Like, Grace Slick right. says something and the music starts and then it cuts to a whole other song. And I don't understand. Is there something so amazing about that 30 seconds or whatever we hear to yeah, begin with that we need to
2: keep it in? I, that's the start of day two. So when she says like "Good morning,
0: people," like
2: oh, okay. The, I yeah. think they're trying to capture the moment of like everyone's asleep in the field,
0: and the and this right. comes on. But this they is. know that the song that she, they're about to play is so bad that they just need to cut it. And they can't. Yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> it's uh, yes. Yeah, they went on six thirty a.m.
0: I, I'll just say, I hate Jeff. I despise. <laughs> I think they're the worst. I think 98% of their songs are terrible, and that's without me hearing them. <laughs> um, and and the the, the the dude who plays bass, who's that?
2: Jack Cassidy.
0: Jack Cassidy is wearing, he's the ultimate Scooby-Doo hippie costume. Like, when I'm thinking of people wearing a <laughs> cosplay thing, it's Jack Cassidy, yeah. who looks so fucking ridiculous.
2: But uh, Jack Cassidy, I gotta say, is a monstrously great bass player. I believe it. Uh, but I don't like The Jefferson Airplane either Like they have no songs Aside from Their big hits White,
0: white Rabbit Yeah Yeah And Somebody to mm-hmm. Love I just head. I find Grace Slick Unpleasant In every way That somebody I kind of love
2: her For her Yeah in, Like when, in interviews Like the when she talks Yeah She's, she's Oh yeah Yeah She's real
0: tough And
1: like She has like real Proto-punk energy yeah. uh, Just as a personality And as a force on stage yeah. But I'm with you on the music It's like I was always baffled, like, why this was the definitive. They're another one. San I, I think it was all about
2: band. the the show and the being there live yeah. and acid and, like, yeah. They were.
1: Because, I mean, you look at it, they all look cool. They all look like, you know.
2: Not Jack Cassidy. He didn't look cool. Okay. <laughs> but I do suffer this problem with Paul Kanner where yeah. I can't picture him yeah. aside from in those 80s videos with the BC Rich and, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. uh, what were those songs? that we're on look MTV. No Way Out. Yeah. I actually uh, kind of
0: love that song.
2: No Way yeah.
0: Out. I'm going to say it right here and now, and it, yeah. it doesn't mean much, but I'll take Jefferson Starship over Jefferson Airplane every day of the week.
1: I, you know, I got to tell you, they have some songs that really do kick ass, man.
2: I Jane. love, Jefferson Airplane has yeah. moments, though, that are great, because there's still, like, sure. Yorma has his sure. solo songs on some of the albums, which are great instrumentals, right. and Volunteers is great. I'd take the Airplane over that. You take Marty them Balance over. We built like this. City, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, that's just Starship. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll take Starship over both of those. Wow. Fucking thing. No, I don't know. I don't know the no, difference. Jefferson Airplane
1: was the. I'm sorry. Jefferson Starship was the '70s. Uh, so what's hard rock first? Yeah. What's the big Jefferson Starship hit? Oh well, it was actually the soft stuff. It was uh, you know miracles and
2: uh, oh count on me. And, yeah. Okay. I like miracles. Sure. But the kind of the hard rock tune with the Beastie Rich is, is, what was the name of it?
1: Jane.
0: Oh, Jane.
1: Jane, you're playing a
0: game. I like that. That's rocks. Kicks ass. So what are the personnel differences between those three bands?
2: No Yorma, no Jack Cassidy. In what? In Starship, I guess.
1: Yeah, they. I don't think they... Uh, but I think they were sort of rotating. I think they came in and out some And then they right. had that David other... Mac. Marty
2: Bowen left, and they had that other vocalist the, with the... Bl- Mickey Thomas. Yeah. Wow, very was good. was from... Um, oh, why
0: am I blanking out?
1: Fooled around and fell.
0: Elvin Bishop's band. So wait, right. is there a personnel oh, yeah. difference Something's between right. Jefferson Starship and Jefferson Airplane? Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, the Hot Tuna guys were out, but sometimes they came back in. And
2: Marty Ballin was out, right?
1: Well, no, because he, he wrote Miracles and, and Count right. on Me. So he was in. Yeah, yeah. He was out for Starship. But the Starship at the end, I think, was just uh, Grace Slick and Mickey Thomas. Is Grace Slick still alive? Did she die? Yeah. She's alive. No, she's alive. She won't perform anymore, though. No, but I, I like her as like a. a she's like real hyper aggressive. Yeah.
0: Funny. Yeah. She's funny. So we get the hippies call home segment, right? We teach is you how to call collect. Charming and funny, yeah. And then I think that morphs into them, uh, the army coming to help people, and then right. saying, "Hey, they're with us, man." And then somebody says, "There's a lot of here's a here's something about this movie. You get a lot of people saying these things which don't sound quite right, and I don't know if it's because." they're trying out this hippie lingo and they don't really know how to use it or it hadn't actually sort of been sussed out and like the versions that we hear people say now in this movie like, you know, eventually got turned into something that made a little more or that at least survived through the ages. Because somebody says... Uh, somebody says about the the army helping out, or somebody says it's because they dig what this is into, which I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're also fucking high as
1: fuck trying to communicate. Yes, though. well, that's a good point. They dig what this is into, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we're about to come on a guy who. Oh, I love this woman on the this left. Chick's teeth is great. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Those, those choppers they're so white for
0: a hippie man yeah she's and she's very, got a, so healthy very Mackenzie a, a great accent yeah. I think she must be like a New Yorker yeah. or something she's uh, but she tells like a story yeah, she's, she's awesome she's really proud of this story that she tells where like she she's talking to somebody who was like on a trip and he I don't know what she says but
2: this it's right here oh
0: yeah 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 oh god how many like babbling <laughs> girls did you have to listen to like this when you were younger yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're about to hit on maybe, maybe I have, maybe this is, maybe this is a worse segment for me than the Jefferson Airplane. And that's, um, well, we're we get another More Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane, airplane. song. <laughs> yeah. But we'll after Jefferson airplane. airplane, we get John Sebastian, who up until watching this, I'd always sort of thought, yeah, okay, cool, Love and Spoonful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He is so terrible in this. His song. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, I found him charming while he was talking. He seemed genuine. And then the song is so boring. It's it's the worst. It's like you made us sit through you talking for that. Thanks for nothing, man.
0: I didn't find him charming. But here's the thing about that song. I was thinking about it while I was listening. I was like, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like one of those Jackie Martling songs. It sounds like one of those Mio wow. Mio oh, oh, My like the Butches Butches right, thing. Right. Butcher's song. Yeah, it sounds like Butch's song. <laughs> He's doing that same shit. It's one of these like half spoken and John Sebastian can yeah. sing, and John Sebastian wrote some good songs. Great. This is yeah. insanity. Yeah.
1: yeah. He also apparently was on, I believe he was on uh seventeen. <laughs> Dabs of yeah. yeah 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 he's awesome no, he like yeah tie-dyed his suit that day or something
0: yes he's wearing a cosplay hippie outfit he's rolled up the bottoms of his uh, pants he's just he seems like mark Marin. yeah <laughs> totally yeah singing yeah. a jackie martling straight like one of the jackie Martin's serious songs oh me oh me oh my
1: I like that song, uh, To Whom It May Concern. It was That's the
0: one. I don't know quite what to do. Yeah. What to make of this. Uh, and, uh, get past John Sebastian. But, and the thing about the John Sebastian song is while he's singing, we get nonstop dick, kid dick picks. <laughs> it's like a parade of young, like three-year-old boys yeah. uh, peeing on their fathers. And then, you know, like on the Woodstock 2 album, it's like kid dicks right on the cover. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, Yeah, like on the back cover. It's like kid dicks playing the drums. Yeah.
2: I got to say, watching this movie this time, I got a little obsessed with the idea of them trying to go to the bathroom in that crowd. Oh, it's those kids. Well, not just the kids. kids, (laughs) But like how many adults in that crowd just pissed or shat right where they were standing? A hundred thousand percent. <laughs>
0: well, no, we get a whole Porta San uh, debris. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's a mile going of
2: the
1: to a They're stuck. Yeah. They're crammed in the front. You're high as fuck. There's a half a million people between you and that. Well, that's
0: the thing. The one person that you see coming out of a Porta Potty is was only in there to like smoke a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Ugh. Right. Uh, Come on. At this. That's the worst shot. It's <laughs> rough going, man. <laughs> <That's> the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, this guy looks All like he's body breastfeeding. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sympathy
0: milk. Mm. All right. So then we get Country Joe and the Fish, Saint, uh Country Joe McDonald. Oh, so here's Country Joe. Okay. Well, Country Joe he is was, twice in this movie. He does his own, own thing. okay. But, but this, this is, is the, the big thing. Yeah. And this is the this big is the thing. One. And this is, this was, this is maybe the thing that says Woodstock to me more than anything. And this was the song that I knew as a kid. Like my friend Steve Mint and I had uh, would sing this constantly. I think he had like an album version of it. What this is? Well, on the Woodstock album. Yeah, but I don't think we were listening. Maybe we were. He might have well, had that it's on too. On but his regular records too. Yeah, is it on? They're the ones who also sing that cover of the Rolling Stone, right? No, no, it's Doctor. Oh, Doctor Hook, right? Well, that was the other song we sang all the time. We used to listen to that Doctor Hook and the Medicine Man, Medicine Man album. Medicine Show. The cover of the Ro- Medicine Show. show. Uh, uh, that cover of the Rolling Stone. I knew every word to that song at some point in my childhood. <laughs> but yeah this was this was such a great single this is this is Woodstock this will always be Woodstock to me yeah
2: yeah the whole, and I cr- think the whole crowd seems to really they know the song like
0: yeah and this I can't remember but this might is this the part of Woodstock that we see in Omega man is this what Chuck Heston is watching uh, it must, you know what I don't I don't remember but it probably you're right though he is a very scary looking hippie yeah. And he's got the. This earrings. is what early seventies hippies yeah. looked like to me. Yeah, he looks like he's in the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Or he, you know, he, or he looks like he should have been in um, the Deer Hunter. He looks like you know. Yeah. He should be yeah. playing Russian Roulette with Christopher Walken. Yeah. He was in a, a, a tiger cage on the water. Yeah.
2: yeah. I wonder now he's got a different getup on. He doesn't have the crew jacket. So I wonder if he did a set like on a different day or something. It seems like a
0: different day. I think that other time, he just sort of walked on stage and just did that one thing, you know, sort of like impromptu. This? No, 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 no. The, no, the, the, thing, the when other he, first, when he the was wearing, When he was wearing the crew jacket.
2: No, that's yeah. with, he's up there with the band, with Country Joe and the Fish.
0: Oh, he is? Because they the do that show.
2: tune. Uh, although, I, I remember it in the original movie
0: as being after this. Do you know why Country Joe and the Fish are called Country Joe and the Fish? I have no idea.
1: No. It's the crowd, thank
2: you, country, and Bill Graham. Ah, oh, big smoosh. He
0: loves that country Joe. Now, this is maybe my favorite non-musical part of the whole movie. This, this couple, this guy working under right. the hood, but he's got his wife. Now, doing they, yes, all these that. were my relatives. Yeah. yeah, these were the people. Yes. And this is the guy who says it's a shitty mess. It's yeah. a big shitty mess. Yeah. <laughs> these are the guys, and this is he what looks, I love about these people. That guy's
2: face is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. These are the the, dis. The amazing thing is that these are as disgruntled as you see the townies get, and even they are sort of like pretty, pretty, pretty cool about the whole thing.
2: It's like a cross between W.C. Fields and the Two Bar Guy. (laughs)
0: Um, and we are about to arrive uh, at the skinny dipping portion of the. uh, All right. Which is really a shame that you don't have don't have mr skin access to (laughs) because this is the part of the movie where we actually do see some beautiful people uh right in the water there's a there's i gotta
1: tell you oh so it it just jogged my memory one time at hustler we printed like pictures from uh girls flashing at lollapalooza while i was there Mm -hmm. and one of the girls called me her name was uh piper murphy and she said, that's my picture in Hustler. And I was like, oh, are we in trouble? She's like, no, it's awesome. I was going to just say thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that blonde that we and just And then we tried to way? get her
1: to, like, pose for it, and then I don't think it happened.
0: Ah. But that blonde lady There's in another the water.
1: I know the fucking was... Thurston more. Drown dude. that guy.
0: <laughs> the guy on the right? Yeah. Yeah. He's too far out of the water. Don't, dude, don't sit, you know, that far out of the fucking water. He's...
2: I don't like it. The scariest thing is when they're on that surfboard. Uh, oh yeah. That's that you don't do that skinny dipping. No.
0: <laughs> it could be injurious. Yeah. And then uh and these guys are like you know, there's there's women with shampoo in their hair. This guy's taking a Shame. total shave. Look at the schnozola on this dude. <laughs> and that's he looks okay. like
1: something that always I always wondered about hippies. Why did they fucking shave? Yeah, I don't know.
2: Why did they shave?
1: Yeah, why did they shave their faces? I mean, a lot of them didn't, but a lot of them did. most of them did. Most of them had to have like razors and shaving cream around.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh and he looks like he cut himself a bunch of times shaving too. He's yeah. like half his face is bleeding. Man, some nice-looking hippies. <laughs> yeah. And then this is then there's this guy officer friendly cop. Yeah. Another, these are all such sad reminders of how different the country is today than it was. Right. It's crazy to me how much worse off we are. How do we get out of our current situation? How do we get back to these days?
2: You know what the difference is? All these old people are willing to say, yeah, we had a a preconception about these people and we were wrong. Right. No one would say that.
0: you, You nailed it. But this cop says something at the end. They're like, oh, look at this. And he says, I'm not a cop. I'm a something. What the, does he, he say? He says, I'm not
2: a cop. I'm the chief of police.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, a dog. Lovely dog. Oh, that's now we're up to right. Santana. Solsa. So I didn't know that about Santana, that, that he was an unknown until Woodstock. Yeah,
2: they were like pretty big in San Francisco, but they didn't have an album out yet. And... uh it's funny, actually. Um, Andy's stepmom's brother was in a band whose name I'm going to forget right now, but in San Francisco, and they were like hugely popular locally, and in the kind of in the same boat as Santana. And um, but their band had a lot of drug problems going on, and so Bill Graham basically chose Santana to go to Woodstock instead of that guy's band.
0: Wow! Yeah. So yeah. I, two things I want to say about San, the Santana band. One, the bass player. i He doesn't sound very good to me, at least in this clip. I don't know if it's just the tone is off or his bass is out of tune. I'm not into him. Hmm. But I do like this drummer that we're looking at right now on the yeah, left. He's he awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Who is he? Do we know these guys?
2: He's just Santana's original drummer. He played on like the first six, seven albums. And then what? Oh, then six, one seven. Of- That's a lot of albums. Yeah one of the guitar players is neil Schoen from journey no he, uh, had, he didn't join up at this was he he, oh, really? he was oh, in santana a little later but the keyboard keyboard oh. player was in journey
0: in oh this. oh I'm, i conflated so we don't know who this what this drummer's name is and when do we know what happened to him after those first six or seven albums or anything he's like a
2: session guy i think he's like uh i know he played on A couple of huge records, uh, which I can't remember right now. I don't. I don't know if he was ever in like another real band, band kind of thing.
0: He looks like uh, like one of Jeff Tweedy's kids or something. (laughs) One of Mike's favorites. All right, we got a boogie, boys. Oh, all right. Uh, So Santana, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, Yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal, life-changing. And and, and really, so this is really, I think it was from Santana on that I just sort of like gave up all of my crabbiness and like anti-Woodstock, anti-70s and just was like, oh, this shit is great. And because this Sly and the Family Stone thing is incredible. The one thing I wanted to ask about Sly, I I don't understand what's going on with the vocals in this song. Uh, Who sings lead for Sly?
2: Nobody, I don't think. I think they all trade off a lot. And they all
0: sound similar, because it seems like you're hearing the same guy who, what you think would be Sly, but he's nowhere near the mic, and then he's on the mic, and it sort of sounds the same.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know the band well enough to tell you who's who vocally, but I I noticed that too, watching it today, Uh, that part when he's saying, want to take it higher, and he's like, he doesn't have a microphone, but the voice sounds (laughs) just like Sly. But what do you think about flying the family stone?
1: I mean, they, they're just, they're right. Phenomenal is the only word. It's it's weird that they're not
0: as revered as they should be yeah. on a mass scale. I remember reading that, an article maybe five or even 10 years ago where it was like he was plotting a comeback, but he, you know, he's on was, crack. Yes, he was on crack, like but also, literally on crack.
1: Yeah. yeah. Living in a car and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's some famous story about one of their albums that was like recorded on like tape that had already been used like 20 times or something, so that's got this weird sort of lo-fi quality to it, but people love that about it. You know what I'm talking about, Lustig?
2: I would I don't know, I didn't know that. I would guess it's the album uh there's a riot going on. Maybe. Cuz that album But of
0: course, you- yeah, you do see so much of, like, Prince in this, and I'm, but I'm also assuming that he's getting a lot of his stuff from watching James Brown.
2: You ever watch Watt Stacks? Yes. Yeah. That movie, yeah. that's just incredible. But that, this... All right, who's next? Uh,
0: after Sly Stone is um, Janis Joplin. And I have to say, I was mesmerized by her, and I don't... I don't usually pay any attention to her, honestly. But this was one of those things where I was like, oh, I get it.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, have, I feel the same way. It's like it, it does nothing for me unless I pay attention. And then I'm like, oh, yeah,
0: I get it completely. Mike, you a fan?
2: Not a huge fan, but uh, I guess I'm in the same boat. Yeah, like she can, she has her moments where she's incredible. Like it's undeniable, but I can't say I've ever been like obsessed with her music. Or
0: anything. And so there's some strange, to me, strange song choices throughout this movie. But I'm wondering if a lot of it is because these people had all been part of Monterey Pop and that had come out. And so they were looking for other stuff.
2: I don't know. I thought that, too. I thought like with Sly, like that song is probably chosen because of the crowd, the call and response.
0: Yeah. Well, that's and, a great uh, song. But this song, this Janet Joplin But song, I'm Janet sure
2: Joplin, Sly played... Dance to the music and like, like there's other songs that are more obvious, you know, Uh, but I have a feeling a lot of it, like how much could they, and you guys know this more than me, like, isn't it very possible that there's many, many songs where they only got half the song or, you know, for whatever reasons with the cameras? That makes a lot of sense too. Yeah.
0: Well, they're obviously shooting Multiple, multiple cameras are everything, which is why you're seeing all these split screens where it's like, you know, different angles and stuff. But, yeah, I'm sure that that I'm sure that they didn't capture everybody's whole set. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So after Janice uh, is the uh, as well, here's Wavy Gravy. You ever see his documentary, St. Wavy Gravy? No. Is that any good? It's good. Yeah. I, I rather enjoyed it. Yes. It's from like within the last 10 years. Yeah, like he and he and Pete Townsend are wearing the same outfit.
2: <laughs> Wavy Gravy's wearing evil Knievel duds. Oh, that's yeah. true. that's
0: true. And what I don't understand
2: see... is how old is Wavy Gravy? There, you could tell me thirty or sixty. <laughs> he looks seventy. I it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Well, once once you once you're missing your teeth, you know, all bets yeah. <laughs> are off as to how old you are. Um, and then we see the hippies getting fed. Yeah, it's Wavy Gravy who's telling them breakfast is ready and then we spend yeah. some time with this dude who has maybe the worst job in the world yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, he's the best cleaning though. the porta potties yeah he's got a whole he he's drops amazing. all kinds of soap bars and
2: talk about a different world yeah <laughs> the Karens of the world would not have this
0: I like to keep saying pleasanter yeah and yeah. then here's the dude. Here's the one dude we see using yeah. a bathroom and he's, you know, he's comes out with a fancy looking pipe.
2: It's the worst looking pipe <laughs> that that is a Looney is it, Tunes it? pipe.
0: It doesn't look functional. Yes.
2: He's the dude in that Looney Tunes where they're uh, in the cave with the open sesame, you know like the
1: Oh, Hassan. You know, Sean. Not <laughs> the fat guy. He's like
2: sidekick. Yeah, that's
1: right, right. Not Hassan, yeah. the other guy. Yeah.
2: Totally.
0: Oh, and then here's Max Yasker, is Yasker, who starts who makes a big speech to the whole crowd and starts by saying like he's not even good at speaking in front of 20 people and then proceeds to sort of <laughs> be an amazing sort of public yeah. speaker like yeah. I couldn't do what he does right now like without a, without a piece of paper with the words in front of me and even then I'd be terrible at it but and he, then he does say uh, oh, go. God bless you for it which is yeah and now we got this guy, Jimi Hendrix. This is everything
1: to yeah. me. This is, this is the actual birth of my two favorite bands, which was the Butthole Surfers and the Melvins. Go, they come right from this eruption here.
2: I got to tell a personal story about this. I know we're talking forever. But uh, the dude playing the conga drums? Yeah. In between Janata and Ruth Ruth? We played a show at the China Club. Do you remember that place? Sure. Sure. Upper West Side. And uh, the guy on after us was that guy. Wow. Wow. (laughs) But what was fucking amazing was that his band was up there and he brought a, probably like a four foot by seven foot picture of him playing the conga drums on stage <laughs> and had it on stage through the whole set it's like I've never seen anyone do that
0: was he playing congas in his band too
2: oh god I don't even remember I just remember the picture I think no I think he was more like lead and I'm sure he played some percussion but
0: Wait, he was singing and stuff though
2: yeah it was like his showcase band and he just he had that picture on the stage just to let everyone know who he was hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Stagecraft, baby. I love when he steps on that pedal there. One of the worst things about the internet is having to read how many people, how many guitar people say Hendrix sucked. Oh, fuck It's that. so fucking annoying. Drop fucking dead.
1: You know, I just anybody would say that or people who hate the bees, I just, I, you know,
0: I write you off.
2: Goodbye. It's hard to take.
0: <laughs> you know what I don't like? You know the one thing that they do... To try to be, I don't know, not cinematic, but the, the, I don't mind any of the split screen stuff. The the, the one thing that, that I really don't think works is like sort of like a, they made a big decision is this thing where they this whole um, I guess it's I guess this what this whole last half of just Hendrix playing this extended thing. Is that all part of what they're calling the national anthem or is it all part of like Purple Haze or is it what is it that he's playing know, right man. here? I think
2: it's just an improv. I think it's an improvisation. Yeah, I think. But, in the middle, but I'm an the,
0: improvisation coming at the end of a real song, or in the middle of a real song, or just like. In uh, the middle of the I don't set know.
2: I mean, I actually I have. They released his whole set, which I have, uh, and there's some tracks on it just called like Woodstock Jam. Like that's the title of the track. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's just on acid, man.
2: Playing and the band and... also is like, uh, I don't. They're. At a minimum, not
0: very well rehearsed, but maybe even not rehearsed at all.
2: Like, it was a thrown-together band
0: behind him. Yeah. Um. Well, that makes it even funnier than that guy with the, guy with yeah. the picture of him. Um, but I don't like this thing where we keep going back and forth from Hendrix playing that improv to, like, uh, them cleaning up the stuff, you know? It's like, uh, it makes, you know sort of implies that, like, Hendrix is there by himself just playing for these people. As <laughs> the
2: but you know that part of the story, though? That Hendrix... No. So, like, after it rained, most people cleared out. And uh, then there was the nighttime show on day three, and then a ton of people left. And then Hendrix oh. played in the morning on day four, and there literally were only a couple thousand people there. Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. But this footage that they keep cutting to is after that couple thousand yes, left
2: too. Yeah. But it's yeah. But that is kind of the vibe of like this is oh, like okay. really well, the it end. Yeah.
0: And then I think we're done. Yeah. Oh, there's some guy and I'm assuming this is like some bike club thing. There's some guy who's walking around and we get to see the second swastika of this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's got this cool he's got this weird. They already jacket. showed him, Yeah, yeah. He just walked by. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's that girl with a swastika. It's the that girl yeah. like, hey, you know. I thought
1: silhouette. that was like the uh, the uh, omega symbol. Oh, with the backwards with the um, Hindu swastika. It's not the right. Nazi right. And
0: and swastika. and right. I'm assuming that's the same thing as whatever the guy from Jefferson yeah. Airplane is wearing the Hindu swastika. Yeah. Um. Oh, but it's the Omega... Okay, I thought it was the Marlott Thomas. uh,
1: No, that's really
0: funny. Okay. That would have been super cool. Yeah.
2: I think of that guy whenever I see uh, Raising Arizona on TV, that biker makes me think of that dude with that swastika. Randall Tex Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Holy...
1: Uh. (laughs) Wow. What a... What a long, strange trip it's been,
0: gentlemen. I well, feel it's like... it's three hours. Uh,
2: it's less than the movie.
0: It's not even three hours. Uh, two hours and 47 minutes we've been rolling. Fabulous. Do you want to go through a quick what was playing that day? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. If we could do it in 10 minutes, let's do We're it. We're going to do it in 10 minutes. There wasn't that much playing okay. that day. I will say, so this movie... I don't. I don't know if it opened. I guess it opened. It got reviewed in New York Times March twenty seventh, nineteen seventy, which was a Friday. So it makes me think that maybe that's. It opened, I think, the twenty sixth, which is bizarre, oh, okay. which is not accurate. So it was the twenty seventh, yes. Uh, Vincent Canby gave it a good review, although he had plenty of quips. First of all, it seems like an early Canby review, nineteen seventy, I think. That you know, I think he was probably the junior critic at the New York Times at that point, but um, gave it a good review. But playing in New York on that day, first of all, the Ringling, Br- Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus was in town. Um, a, a, a live stage version of Mahogany? Wow. It's exotic. Oh, no, wait. It's it's a totally different thing. It's Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Vile's The Rise and Fall of the City of Mahogany. You ever hear of this show? Oh. No, sir. Well, you know who the stars of The Rise and Fall of the City of Mahogany were? Oh, Barbara Harris and Estelle Parsons. Wow. And this was going to be at the funny ladies at the Anderson theater, which I don't even know. Um, there was something else that was happening that I was excited about. Oh, Palisades Park had an ad. Um, it's the only ad I've ever actually seen to my knowledge.
1: Now they had like, they would have like those rock and roll review shows. Right. Yeah.
0: So they had uh, every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at two p.m. on the discotheque stage, MC'd by popular disc jockey Hal Jackson. And this Saturday and Sunday, in person, um, hit off Broadway cast from *Salvation* and *Cool in the Gang*, which I didn't know was oh, a, was, wow. was operational in 1970. Uh, a band called Beans and a band called Ray Gant and the Arabian Nights. I mean, I don't know if that's a band, that's some kind of act. But also at Palisades Park... um, Hang on a second. Also at Palisades Park was Miss Louise from Romper Room. Oh, I remember her. (laughs) In person, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and then the Groove Tube... Was doing like their live thing. They had an uptown version. Channel One. But yeah. the, but this was but this the ad says Groovetube.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was the touring version. Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, back to actual movies. Uh, this was a good a good time to see movies in New York. Um, there was a movie I've never heard of. This movie. <laughs> uh, every industry has its first family. The Sicilian clan. Don't know it at all. It's a French movie. D.H. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence's, uh, Ken Russell's film of D.H. Lawrence's Women in Love. Oh, good, good movie. Love that movie. Written for the screen and produced by Larry Kramer. Uh, they Shoot Horses, Don't They? Was all over the place. Good movie. Costa versus Z was playing. Never saw it. Yeah, me either. I keep meaning to watch that. Uh, here's a movie, Marlo Thomas and Alan Alda. Loving. No, is that that's it uh, is? but that oh. but that was playing. But uh, this is Marlo wow. Thomas as Jenny.
1: Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Oh, that's why I'm mixing up. Okay, yeah.
0: And next, never saw it. Next to the ad for Jenny, and this is exciting to me because I've never seen an ad for this movie before. End of the Road, directed by Armand Vakian.
1: Now we got to do that on this. I mean, we got to find a fucking copy of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh.
0: Oh, Stacy Keach, uh, Harris Yulin. Let's not forget that Harris Yulin is in this movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones,
1: co-written by Terry Southern. It's fantastic. Really good.
0: Uh, Oliver was playing. All right. Uh, here's a okay. Here's a movie that was playing at the Radio City Music Hall, and there's a pull quote from Look magazine, and the quote is this: "What a rouser! What a rouser!" With the <laughs> Do you know what movie they're talking about? I can't, I couldn't guess. A Boy Named Charlie Brown. Oh. <laughs> and you could see Meet Snoopy in person. The Head Beagle will be at a theater near you this Easter. Today, Snoopy will appear all day at regular theaters in Manhattan, the Bronx, Staten Island, and the oh, evening man. at the Bronx Drive-In. Wow. Oh, yeah. The Whitestone, yeah. <clears throat> and then tomorrow... Snoopy will appear all day at all theaters in Brooklyn. And those theaters were the the Albemarle, the Marlboro, the Duffield, the Ridgewood, the Harbor, which I don't know. Harbor was on 4th Avenue. Did you know there was a movie theater on 4th Avenue?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I remember. Yeah. That was in Bay Ridge. That's like up in the 90s. Then it became a Jack Lane.
0: And then on Rockway Parkway at the Seaview. And then on Sunday, Snoopy was going to be at all all day at all theaters in Queens. And you uh, got to oh, you know what? I should just be sharing this with you. Uh, there's a there's a picture of uh, of this fucking Snoopy. Hang on a second. Uh huh. Here we go. Look look at Snoopy. <laughs> oh <my God>. Wow, <laughs> that's some fucking. It's Snoopy. hitting the Easter eggs out here. I oh, mean, w- you would think that they would just use the cartoon Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah, this ad. yeah, especially since they have look at this great wow. ad for Boydney and Charlie Brown. They're all in their director's really chairs. Really great.
1: All the Peanuts gang is horizontally in director's chairs with their names on them. Yeah, that's great. Wow, that's a, that's a real charmer. That's 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 cool. What a rouser!
0: Uh, this movie next to that Man Dabby I don't know what that is. Don't know it at all. Um, the winter wind at the evergreen. No idea. How about this one, Mike? Meat Rack. I have seen Meat Rack. <laughs> what is that?
1: What do you think it's, it is? Uh, right? It's about a It's about a bisexual hustler. It's a softcore core boy. Wow. Something Weird Video put it out like 20 years ago. Well, as it says,
0: it's the real story about Midnight Cowboys. That's right. I like this. Um, it's like
2: a backspace. Like it's Meat slash Rack. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marooned anyone ever see Marooned
1: never saw Marooned yeah saw a little bit of it in the movie Roma I said oh I should see
0: that right right Uh, they go see Marooned Fantasia was playing some fucking movie called (laughs) Bamsey I don't know what that is I love that they have Grinit Mulvig as Bamsey wow that was at the Carnegie Hall Cinema Uh, my night at never saw my night at no me either uh, Pussycat, Pussycat, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> With Ian McShane. Now that's a guy. How the fuck old is that I guy? I know, man? right?
1: With Chitty Chitty, Chitty, Chitty Bang. Bang, Bang. Wow. It's a hell of a double wow. feature I
0: never met a girl I didn't like, Fred C. Dobbs. So that's that's fifty years ago. Well, hopefully he was a child actor in that movie. I mean he I mean
1: no, I mean he looks like a Lothario This, so he might be seventy five years old, man.
0: What, you're saying that this is Ian McShane? That's Ian McShane.
1: He's the romantic lead of that movie. Oh, God. Holy fuck.
0: There's a gorilla in a bikini. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was was doing Mad Both names. rated
1: GP. Yeah,
2: well,
0: that was rated G. At least, you're kind of
2: like. You do? What's, what's the I do. Dustin Hoffman movie down there? John and, Mary.
1: John and Mary. Dustin Hoffman, Mia Farrow. I saw that on Channel 5 in the middle of the night once. And you live to tell the tale. I did. They play a couple. They meet each other and they have sex and they don't know each other's names.
0: Oh, I love it. But we do because it's the name of the movie. Yes. MASH was playing. MASH is a smash. Yep. Two theaters. Now well, it's now two, now th- at two theaters. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, stop the fucking presses.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hello, Dolly with Barbara Streisand. Oh, here's Loving. These are
1: all big movies, man. These are all like major, major
0: releases, man. Anyone ever see Loving with George Segal? Oh, it's with George Segal. That's why I was mixing it up. No, never saw
2: that. I never saw that.
0: Directed by everyone's favorite director of Empire Strikes Back, Irvin Kirschner. Oh, Kirsch. The Kirsch. Director uh, of RoboCop 2. Yes, even one. better. Uh, Love is a Funny Thing. Don't know it. What do we got here? The Adventurers. What do you know about this?
1: Always wanted to see that movie. It's a Howard Robbins thing. Uh, Yeah, always wanted to see
0: it. Never saw it. Look at this. This ad's got all these um, people on the street. It's a beautiful mosaic of New Yorkers (laughs) talking about the Adventurers.
2: Only beautiful people in that ad.
0: Yeah, this lady says, really hip movie. (laughs) And then down over here, uh, this guy... I mean, wow! We Women will enjoy it. Wait, his name is... <laughs> they tell you their fucking names. Earth H. Butte. <laughs> He's from Brooklyn. All right. Like this it. guy I like. Enjoyed <clears> it more
2: like than her. book.
1: More than book. <laughs> wow. We got to put this ad on on the internet. Yeah, okay. On the internet. On uh, our social medias. They're great, man. Media.
0: Oh, and by the way, look what was reviewed that was opening on Broadway. Was... Um, Min, Minnie's Boys.
1: Oh, Minnie's Boys. About the Marsh Brothers,
0: yes. Yeah, who was in the original cast? Anybody we should know? No idea. Shelly Winters played Minnie. Oh.
1: Minnie Marks. All right.
0: All right. It's been a long... Oh, Deliberation of L.B. Jones. You ever see that? No, sir. Never saw it. Kind of don't even know what it is. Uh, William Wyler. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at this... De Palma movie, Dionysus in 69. I've never even seen that.
1: Oh, I just, just wrote something about that. I've never seen it. No idea what the hell it is.
0: Have you seen Without a Stitch, playing at the Orleans? No, I'd like to. Romeo and Juliet, and A this? Thousand Days. Well, was what was that theater wanted? with
2: like a thousand different movies playing?
0: Oh, well, that's uh, that's a whole well, that's chain. That's the Brandt Theater Organization. But 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 look at how many of these theaters I've never even heard of from this ad, the Luxor. Oh, look the Selwyn.
1: Yeah, that's how. Yeah, the Brants owned uh, all the Forty Second Street grindhouses. Uh,
0: the Surrey, the Carlton, the Cameo. Cameo was a scumpit. The Earl, <laughs> the Ascot. Damn. Wow. Look at all these
1: movies. The Minx I had that soundtrack albums by the Circle.
2: That, that, uh, you know, red Circle belt. with a Y? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. And a K.
2: Right. right.
0: I think that's it. All right, gents. <laughs> <We're done. laughs> what do you got to go? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's, it's 11 o'clock, yeah, yes. 3 o'clock, the witching hour. Well, this has been a delightful trip. Uh, this was great. Memory great memory. to meet yeah, you, Mike. Too.
2: Great to talk, uh, Woodstock. Come to Let's, Ben's uh, uh, Seder.
0: Come back. Next time, we'll do Sorrow and the Pity with you, Mike Lustig.
2: <laughs> it would a pleasure